Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. The Green Bay Packers are turning back the clock, but in doing so, they are just skipping right past the Aaron Rodgers era. We will explain in a matter of seconds. It is that time. It is Wednesday, and Midway comes up in 60 minutes, and I'm going to give away something in a matter of seconds. But first, Aaron Torres, I want to tell everybody that we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You just heard Monsi Bolaño. She's hanging out today, as is Jason Stewart and John Ramos. It is going to be a fun afternoon, Aaron. I am glad to be with you. And before we get into the big news of the day and the news surrounding the Green Bay Packers and Indianapolis Colts, in about 20 minutes or so, I'm going to go to the vending machine and I'm going to buy a bag of chips. Okay. That's big. This contest is going to last 20 minutes. If you tweet me at Twitter.com or at X, however you want to put it, and you get the exact day that these chips expire, I will send you a full bag of ruffles. Wow. But you only have 17 minutes to now tweet in. 3.20 Eastern Time, 12.20 Pacific is the cutoff. So you have to get the date 
of what it says on the bag of chips that I'm going to purchase from the vending machine in about 20 minutes. All right, so we need to give um, our listeners some really quick context because we do have a lot of football to get to. Uh, And I don't want to throw anybody here at Fox Sports Radio under the bus, but are the bags traditionally like – Past their expert, like, like, are you going to pull out something from 2014? No, is is no, what America wants no, to know. But I have pulled out a bag that it expired that day. It okay. was kind of like a magical day. Like I felt like I won that day. <laughs> it was like July 23rd, and then it's like, hey, this was the last day you could have gotten this. So if and, and if somebody gets it correct, heck, if multiple people get the days correct, I will send multiple people bags of ruffles. Wow. That's okay. that's the contest, but you only got 17 minutes. Okay, I just want to make sure you weren't pulling out something from like six years ago. No, and you, okay. no. there was a time where I thought I got a two-year-old soda from the liquor store next door, but that was a completely different scenario. Okay, the six looked like a, or the eight looked like a six, so it threw everything <laughs> off. Uh, what also threw me off today is that the mystery team in the Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes that is speaking or was speaking with the Indianapolis Colts were, was not a team that needed a running back, was not a team that was looking at depth at the running back position. In fact, I think if you would look around the NFL, this team would have probably one of the more stable running back rooms right now in the NFL. But it was the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon who are the reported mystery team that had conversations with the Indianapolis Colts about Jonathan Taylor. So I have two quick thoughts on this, Dan, and, and I don't want to steal you know, all the, the, the wind from this segment, so if you disagree or whatever, uh, feel free. But one, am I crazy? I feel like it's one of two things. Either Jordan Love maybe needs some more help than he has because he isn't capable of doing it by himself, or this is blatantly just trying to stick it to Aaron Rodgers. Because for years, what was the narrative? Well, free agents won't come here. Well, this, well, that. We don't make trades. Uh, the draft, I mean, whatever the stat was, I think it was the last 10 drafts with Aaron Rodgers. They only used one first-round pick on an offensive player. It was Jordan Love to replace Aaron Rodgers. And so when I saw that, it was like, oh, okay. They they, they just they just really publicly just want to, to, to – embarrass isn't the right word – but, you know, you know somewhere Aaron Rodgers is just uh, stewing on his couch like, where were these trade where were these trade attempts when I was the quarterback there in Green Bay? So that was my first initial thought when I heard I it. think it's an interesting message that's being sent. And I, I can understand why you would you would see it that way. But it's not like Jonathan Taylor is a great receiving threat. And I feel with Aaron Rodgers, it was always about the wide receivers and the guys that he threw the football to. Mercedes Lewis being like the only first round pick that caught a touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. I find what struck me about it was number one, I feel security blanket for Jordan Love. Like they are going to do everything possible that they can to not have this all on the shoulders of their young quarterback. And it also would be a move that you would plan for the future and have Taylor stick around because if you're training for him, you're likely signing him to the deal. And while I mentioned Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, Dillon's contract is expiring. Aaron Jones is getting up in age. Heck, I think he's 28, 29 years old. So that's almost past the prime of a running back. It makes sense in that way. But they are bending over backwards. In fact, Aaron, they are bending over 
backwards so far. They're bending back to 1980, <laughs> where acquiring running backs was actually a thing in the National Football League. Like this is this is the whole conversation over the last month has been the value of running backs, and here Green Bay is doing whatever they can to try to bring in another running back when it seems like their running back room is already set. That's what shocked me about it is that I understand the Aaron Rodgers angle of it. But this is a team that seems to be operating in the 1980s and wants to do everything that they can to protect Jordan Love to show that they made the right decision in letting Aaron Rodgers leave. Well, it's interesting you reference that. 1980s was about the last time that the Green Bay Packers didn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback on the center. And so I I think that this speaks to that part. Now, I think it speaks a little bit to, you know, rub it in, in Aaron Rodgers' face, uh, rub, rub Aaron Rodgers', uh, you know, nose in the dirt on that one. But I also think that it speaks to me about maybe Jordan Love really isn't ready. Maybe all of the narratives that we've kind of made up in our heads about why hasn't he taken this job and, you know, uh, why don't we know more? Why haven't we seen good practice highlights? Why didn't he look good in those limited starts when Aaron Rodgers was out over the last couple of years? Maybe it is all true, and maybe he does need help. And and I think to your point is that what it is what is clear is it's almost like a Tua situation in Miami, a Justin Fields situation in Chicago, where it's like we need to find out if this guy is the guy, and we need to do everything that we can to put him in in position to succeed. So I don't blame the Packers for making these decisions or attempting to make this trade or looking into it. I also wouldn't blame Aaron Rodgers if he, like I said, if he if he sees this come across his phone somewhere in New York to be a little bit frustrated. Who do you think leaked it? Because mm. I think Green Bay did. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think that the Packers, and the Packers, by the way, are, when you think of, of the names that have been tied to Green Bay in years past, and absolutely zero of those deals got done. Sure. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brandon Cooks. How great would he look? I mean, there's just name after name that could possibly come available. Hey, why not why not team up with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay? Why sure. not? Green Bay's always in on these guys. Sure. But when it comes down to it, no deal can be done. Now, the Colts asking price in the Miami Herald reported what they were asking the Miami Dolphins. Wild was the word that was used by the Miami Herald in describing it. I think it, I think it was Barry Jackson who had it, saying that Jalen Waddle was also <laughs> one of the pieces that the Colts wanted. Sure, and I just I, I don't who wouldn't want Jalen Waddle. Yeah, yeah, and like you can ask. Sure, but let's be realistic, and that that's that, that's the crazy part of it. So, who leaks out that the Dolphins were in on Jonathan Taylor, but the Colts were asking for Jalen Waddle? Probably the Miami Dolphins. Who is leaking that the Green Bay Packers ended up being the mystery team in all of this? From what you said, from what I said, it's got to be Green Bay. Like it doesn't doesn't help the Colts to reveal who a mystery team is. I it, it seems like it's the message to me getting out there that hey, this is this is what we're doing, Green Bay. Maybe to your point, sticking it to Aaron Rodgers a little bit as he's no longer there. I think Green Bay leaked it. So if you're Green Bay, what is the benefit? Is it is it publicly telling your fans, hey, this isn't a rebuilding year? Is it publicly telling Jordan Love, hey, we're here to help you? What do you think it is from Green Bay's perspective? We're going to get into this later on. Ooh. But w- with the Angels doing what they did, sure, and the Angels actually did these deals, like if I was an Angels fan and this stuff is happening, at the time I was very excited. Green Bay 
it tells you, hey, look at our front office. Yeah. They they're, they're trying to improve the team. Yeah. They're trying to go after these guys. This is what they're this is that's the message that it is. Yeah, I think so. They they they're not adding huge free agents. Uh they're they're not signing guys to big contracts. They're really building within and hoping their defense can turn around from a year ago. But if you could get the message out there that you are trying to better your team, sure. your fan base, hey, Gutekunst is doing everything that he can, the floor and him, working together, trying to get this thing done, trying to get the big names, but they never get a deal done. Like there's not like there's even when Ted Thompson was alive and running the Packers front office, notorious for how they wouldn't sign free agents. Yep. And this is this was the organization that as well made the biggest free agent splash in NFL history when they signed Reggie White. Like like that that was that was the biggest move. And then when you look at the moves that they did make, Charles Woodson ends up becoming a leader of their defense, sure. leading them to a Super Bowl. So they've been very judicious in picking and adding and deciding on when to go in. But when fans complain about you not signing anyone, you know what kind of helps sue that is saying, we tried. Oh, we exactly. Hey, look, the Colts are asking for Jalen or Waddle from the Dolphins. What do you think they wanted from us? Sure. Like, like that, that also helps. And so that, that I think Green Bay, from their point of view, is trying to send that message. We are doing what we are trying to do. Now we're not going to give you know away anything. And by the way, if Aaron Jones is past his prime when he hits that thirty age, if they don't resign AJ Dillon, it would make sense that you would want a running back in there. Jonathan Taylor played collegiately at Wisconsin. Not that there's a great familiarity ones in Madison and ones in Green Bay, but you would have a name that would he would be embraced by the fans. Badger fans are Packer fans. Packer fans are Badger fans. That all works. You would need a running back for next year and the next couple of years for Jordan Love. But again, they just don't do the deal. So I, I like it. It it fits more when you take a step back. At the beginning, it didn't make a lot of sense. But then also when you see how the front office operates, it maybe shouldn't be that surprising. Let me ask you one quick question: As a Packers fan, are you more excited that the fan that that the front office appears to be making moves, or are you more concerned that the so, front office feels like they have to make moves with the? Young quarterback. I don't want to, you know, inexperienced. That's okay. I'm not a Packers fan, but I've grown up in the States. Seahawks fan, but it's okay. I I feel like I speak for my entire family when I take. Okay. If I hear this, because I'm the glass half empty, I'm saying to myself, oh, what's wrong with Jordan Love? Sure. And that's why I ask him. Yeah. Why aren't, why, wait a second. Why would we need to sign Jonathan Taylor in two years? Can't we just draft a fifth round running back? Because more is going to be on the shoulder of Jordan Love next season and the season after that and the season after that. Like that's, that's what I would be saying. Sure. And I'm, again, I'm glass is half empty. The, the pessimist in me is always there with my teams. Hearing this, if I'm the fan that's what I'm probably thinking. I think the Packer front office thinks like they look like they're the wheelers and dealers and in on everything. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think from the Packers front office perspective, they're like, oh, look at us. We like you said, wheeling and dealing. We care. You know, we're 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 coming back for another division title. We. But if you're a fan, I I don't I I certainly am the last person to speak for a Packers fan. But my first default was not. Look at the Packers trying to show the world that they're being aggressive. It was, 
they have a pretty established running back. Is there something wrong with Jordan Love that they need to get him all this extra help? And then again, defaulting back to the two examples I used Tua earlier. Yeah. Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? You know, the health is another deal. But you you, you trade for Tyree Kill. You call about Jonathan Taylor because you want to know is Tua before we give him the crazy contract. Is Tua the guy? The the uh, the Bears are kind of doing the same with with Justin Fields this year. And my default as not a Packers fan is maybe they're not totally sold that Jordan Love can do it by himself this year. He's Aaron Torres. Hit him up on X, twitter.com, at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. That's also where you can reach us in our bag of chips expiration date game. Listen, it's going to expire in four minutes. Aaron and I are going to take a timeout. I can see your timestamp tweet. If you don't get it in by 320 Eastern time, if it says 321, no good. If it says 320, I'm going to give it to you. But if you nail the expiration date on the small bag of chips that is, it's like the value pack. That's what happens with the vending machine. Of course. They go like to Costco or, you know, <laughs> Sam's Club. They buy the 96 package thing of chips and then they put it in our vending machine. If you guess the exact date of the expiration date, and I'll put this up on Twitter, I will send you a bag of chips. A full bag of chips, which, the by the way, are like five bucks now, by the way. That's the biggest thing. Their gas prices and potato chips were the two shockers on how everything just costs more these days. I've had a few of those moments where it's like, oh, a little thing of blueberries is 11 dot no, Maybe not 11, <laughs> but it's like nine bucks. Like, yeah. really? For that many? For like what? 82 blueberries? Yes. Really? This is natural stuff. This is good. I can just pick these myself. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. We'll be talking NFL action, getting ready for the upcoming season in a matter of 20 minutes. Glad to have you with us. Monty Bolaños is here, as is Jason Stewart and John Ramos, as we are all broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You got a lot going on over there. Like, I mean, you got phones, you got dishes, you've got. I know. I almost knocked over coffee. It wouldn't have hit any of the electrical equipment, though, so it just would have landed on the floor. So, John Ramos, if I said to you, what webpage does Aaron Torres have up on his screen <laughs> right now? I had right to look now, something up. As we are doing a sports talk show, yeah, what would be. you say? I would say like it's, a college football or college basketball website. Oh wow, he's, he's close, not yeah. he's not he's not far off. It's work appropriate. I had uh, I just saw that somebody got a promotion at South Alabama basketball, so I clicked a, a Twitter link. I was you know I was listening to Monty's update and I saw a Twitter link that caught my eye. So USA, yeah. USA. Shout out to the Jaguars. Yes. So the, the guy never stops. I it, just I I saw a link that that caught my eye. I hey. I wasn't doing it to the clown. I was doing it because I'm impressed. Yes. And I've always been impressed with this idea and how it's come to fruition is it's now a staple on the Doug Gottlieb show. It's time for Stuck in the Middle with you. It's time for Stuck in the Middle. The Midway. So, Aaron, I, I know that we have done shows together and I think we've done some midways, but if if just to refresh your memory and anybody who's listening, this is the time of week where we bring everybody in, and Doug always came up with the topics to give to Jason Stewart to talk about, right? Isn't that, Jason? Isn't that how it always works out? Yeah, that's it's something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, you have to remind people, this is the middle of the show, right. and it's the middle of the week. That's true. It's the midway. Th- that, that's why it fits, John, yes. It makes sense to me. It's oh. the midway. The midway. 
<laughs> John, John missed the drop because he was dancing. True story. Like that, that was a true story. He was doing his thing. All right. What, what are we what are we talking about today at the midway? Um, this is a Dan Byer special. He came up with this and I love it. The uh So the, it did pass. Okay. We are doing yeah, that. So it is the uh the greatest or most memorable almosts. Now you could do it in sports, you could do it in your your private life, you could do it in your private sports life. Um I guess just to throw out an example, uh Gordon Hayward had a chance to make history in 2010. I don't know if you guys remember this game, Aaron. I don't know if you remember yeah, this. I have the website they, pulled up right now. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. They played Duke. Uh, they could have they become the first mid-major to ever win it or whatever the – however you put it. Gordon Hayward took a shot. He missed it. Almost made sports history. That's my example, tangible example for greatest almost – that I can recall, Dan. And this comes on the heels of Alex Cobb's almost a no-no. I think we kind of are whatever with no-hitters. But honestly, as they're happening and then what it would mean for the person to accomplish it, it's still a pretty big deal. Like, it's still a big moment in San Francisco last night. Broken up, top of the ninth inning, two outs. But you almost have a no-no. And it's not – and it's also – it's not like – all right, top of the ninth inning. He's gone eight innings so far, no hits. Leadoff hitter at the plate. Ah, oh, there's a base hit, and there goes the no hitter. Like we're down to the two outs. Like there's, get this guy, and you're done. And the no no is yours. The final out, the twenty seventh out. How close? It got me to thinking. And my first, and I've I haven't been close myself, but a hole in one. And there are there are people who have multiple hole in ones, but there are also people like me who maybe have hit a flag stick on a golf course but have never had one that was truly like it almost went in. Like it stopped an inch from the hole for an ace or it rimmed you know, around the cup and then went out. Never has that happened to me. But when I thought about almost, I think of what I see a lot on TikTok, what I see on Instagram. How close you come to hole-in-ones? Is this considered a hole-in-one if the ball is actually lodged between the turf and the actual cup? I think of like the hole in ones and how elusive it is. Because if you don't get it at that time, it's not like you could just tee it up again from 160 yards and do the exact same thing. You may fly one into the bunker right, you may go long, you may hit it thin. It like truly has to happen in that point. Just like Alex Cobb's probably not going to carry a no hitter into the ninth inning of his next start. Like it's like you have to take advantage of it and hole in ones are what popped into my head. Very good. My uh, midweek midway. Were you waiting for uh, the midway? Yeah, I uh, yeah I was. But anyway, um, so I'm gonna go kind of abstract, kind of more in that no hitter, one out away, as opposed to an individual play. I heard Bill Self. You know, I'm a college basketball guy. I'm looking at the the roster at South Alabama right now. Um, I heard Bill Self say this once, and it always stuck with me. Is uh, the worst game you can lose as a college basketball coach? is actually in the Elite Eight. Because he said, you lose in round one of the tournament, well, you made the tournament. You lose in round two, well, you won a game in the tournament. You lose in the Sweet 16, well, you made it to the second weekend. You lose in the Final Four, you made it to the Final Four. There's no silver lining, really, about losing in the Elite Eight. And I was thinking about all these kind of quote-unquote great coaches, you know, a Matt Painter, like, well, he does everything in the regular season, but he's never made a Final Four. College basketball is maybe the only sport where it's not about winning the championship, it's about getting to the Final Four, and so to fall short, almost make the Final Four, that's mine. Think about the guy whose name is on the show. 
Yeah. Doug Gottlieb's college career ended in the Elite Eight when wow. Oklahoma State lost to Florida in the 2000 NCAA tournament. Doug has talked about that, about being so close. Wow. And yeah. I yeah. didn't even know that. I, I mean, I knew he played in the Elite I didn't sure. put two and two together, but that always stuck with me with Bill Self, and apparently Doug has said much the same on this show. Monsi? When you guys texted me this, I thought of two different scenarios instantly. I thought of, uh, wasn't it 2007, the New England Patriots almost literal perfect season? Yes. Right? Like, that's the first one I thought of, where it's like, man, that that one's got to hurt. Losing literally in the last possible game to the Giants. Then I thought of, in 2011, when Chris Paul almost became a Laker. Almost became a Laker. And uh, uh, I thought you were going to say something different for uh, 2011. What, what I did you, you think say? Was... Something for different. For Chris no, Paul. no. Go ahead. Oh, you guys. Oh, you guys. I thought you were going to say the World Series, where the Rangers were not once, but twice, one strike away mm-hmm. from winning wow. the World Series, and then David Freeze did his thing. See, no. I thought you were going to say that she almost hit her eighth three-pointer in, in <laughs> high school in that basketball game. Ah, uh, finally. Seventh three-pointer? I did. Yes. Oh I did. I even got a technical because I left my hand up like uh, this. This is like Al Bundy four touchdowns <laughs> in a single game. Wait. Yeah. The only reason we know about this is because we were talking about technicals one day. Yeah. And Monty's like, after I hit my seventh three. <laughs> I I kept I I kept my follow through as I yeah. ran back down the court, which by the way is a bad ref. Right? You might as well be Eric Lewis. Thank you. You know, yeah. Timely reference. If you're gonna make that sort of call, the midway. I would say on the heels of the <clears throat> almost no hitter last night by what what was that team again? The Giants. The San Francisco Giants. Giants. The Giants. Um. Remember Armando Galarraga? He yes. was he actually pitched a perfect game. <laughs> he did. He did. And you should always err in the side of you're out in a close play. But Jim Joyce decided to err on the side of you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> and it and by the way, Galarraga, I think the next season was like got sent down to like triple A. He just was never yeah. the same pitcher after that. So that was an Almost Remember, that should have been a most. There is so many things of that. Remember the Tigers the next day had Galarraga hand in their lineup card. Yes, and, and then Jim's- Jim Joyce was crying, and like I felt like it was to like rub salt in the wound. Like look at what you did to us. Now you're gonna have to deal with this. And and, and here's the other thing with the Jim Joyce call. And I don't know how you feel about it, Jason or John, Aaron, Monty. There's a perfect game, and. Perfect games don't happen a lot, but when they show montages of perfect games, right. it's the final out. Jim Joyce actually had the opportunity to make the best punch out call. Totally just knocked the guy, you know, like on a call that would have been shown in history. People would have been like, remember Galarraga's perfect game? Yeah, Jim Joyce had the great punch out for the final out. But no, he goes safe. We never see the highlight again. And Galarraga's got the no-hitter. And Jim Joyce, that's all that we know him for is for blowing that call. And really quickly before we get to move on, remember that giant, that 49ers guy that dropped the ball against the Rams? <laughs> if he would have caught that ball, people they would have almost people forget, forget that. that. Yeah, forget people that forget play. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on, a, on a personal level, um, and this tortures me almost on a daily basis, and if you're a father, you, you understand this one. Um, 
So I was coaching my son's Little League team. My son has a passion for baseball that that uh, matches no other. He loves baseball. He loved playing baseball. He wasn't very good, but he loved being a part of a team. His personal successes were few and far between. I'm the manager at third base. He hits a ball in the left center gap. Okay, He's not fleet of foot. He's lumbering around the bases. The ball comes in to the cutoff man at shortstop, John. And what does the third base coach do? Send him. I held him up. Oh, you held him. Now, <laughs> you held him up at second? At or, third. Oh, at third. Okay. It would have been his only home run of his life. Um, he reminds me of it to today because it, the odds are of a 10-year-old making that throw from deep, deep from like short <laughs> left to home and the catcher actually catching it it's high. and then tagging my son. Yes. And even if I did send him and that happened, uh, I would have had no regrets. And But instead... It's like the one thing that just kills mm. me about my my son's athletics, and it's a it's a it's one of those almost that I I wish I never had. No. Was it one of those parks without a fence, so the ball just kept going? <laughs> there was no little league fence, but there was a a fence, yeah. and he did hit it yeah. to the fence. Okay. That's a crazy so like thing. Three seventy oh. in the gap. <laughs> I by the, speaking of uh, not close calls, but on that, I was a pitcher in eighth grade. I've never been a pitcher, and they wanted me to pitch. I played on a field that didn't have a fence, and a guy hit a ball so far, the center fielder just turned around and started sprinting the other way. Because there was no fence that was going to keep it. If it was a fence, it would have been over. The only close thing that I can think of, I we stunk. We were 0-9 my junior year in high school football. But we played a rain game, and this was in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Stevens Point was pretty good. It was pouring. It was the only reason that we were, the game was actually close, because it gave us somewhat of a chance. I could have had a 99-yard interception return for a touchdown. I stepped in front of this pass. I still see it to this day, 30 years ago. And I put my arms out. And I watched the film. Like I've already taken three steps down the field. It was wet. The ball ricocheted off my arm. And then they actually caught it for a touchdown, which is even worse. But I was already running. I was like at the five-yard line already without the football. I still can remember it to this day. So here Alex Cobb is probably going to be thinking of, why did I throw that pitch and give up the double when I did? Heck, if I'm thinking about a stupid thing when we didn't win a game all year, I can't imagine what it's like for a Major League Baseball pitcher. Oh, That's a good one. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That would have been the highlight when we would have only have lost 21-9 to nine that day. I was going to ask, <laughs> would, that wouldn't have won the game, would it have? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, true story. I caught a pass that game, and this is not me reliving my high school glory. Again, we were 0-9, and I was tackled at the one-yard line, and the only points we scored that game were because we fumbled on the next play, recovered, and then were able to tackle them for a safety. It was the only reason that we scored, but I was a yard away from scoring Oh, so close. What a what a crazy night it was. All right, that's the Midway. Yeah, that was fun. The Midway. There are a lot of sports things that you could do. Like, I mean, like I I'll just say this. The Seahawks, when they lost Super Bowl 49, Monty mentioned the Patriots in their per- uh, perfect season. When Russell Wilson threw the interception to Malcolm Butler, it wasn't losing a Super Bowl. It was losing the opportunity to go back to back. Yep. So you think about what that all meant. Like we just look at, oh, now it's Brady's fourth and what an awful decision. For the Seahawks to accomplish what they would have accomplished if they would have scored and gone on to win that game happened over two full seasons. Yep. So you talk about being so close, like 
for my you know sports fandom it's as close as you can get I'll, I'll use one more college basketball reference i remember interviewing jerry tarkanian's son and him talking about the night that they lost to duke because remember they had won the championship the year before and then they were undefeated in the final four and he was like, you win one, it's always special. But you win that second one, it puts you in history. And then they would have potentially been undefeated. That was the semifinal, not the final. But he was like, it just hit me like, two, exactly what you said, yeah. two years down the drain. You, they could never take that away from us. And you know, you're, you're never going to have a chance to go undefeated again, back to back again. Forget all the stuff that was going on with, with his dad at that time with the school. But I remember him vividly saying that like being in that stadium no, when you know whatever it was with six seconds to go or eight seconds to go, knowing that you can't win that game, he's like it was just the worst pit in your stomach ever. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byard. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents. A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. Jason Stewart's here as is John Ramos, Matsi Bolaños. Did you guys all have guesses in your head about what date was on the bag of chips that I purchased? I know I know Mike Lingard, the guy who doesn't run this place, has given his date to Jason. So did Jason and John, did you guys make picks on the date? I can. I didn't write it down, but I can. Why just participate? Well, you know, yeah. Why? Monty did. Monty's, yeah, Monty's got a date. I definitely yes. did, too. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Do, I, do I need to give it to you now or wait till? Um, why don't you just write it down and tell oh, Jason okay, right got now? It. Okay. Polls are closed. You I have mine down. You, Taurus has got his. I did not look, by the way. We do not have a winner via social media. No one got it exactly correct. Someone was within three days. Oh, wow. Yes. Someone was in, within three days. Aaron Torres, your guess was? August 11th, 2023. Okay. So a few weeks old. This would Just, be three, three weeks old. Uh, I Monty figured Bo- it's, it's like Price is Right. You just don't want to go over, you know. So <laughs> anyway. Fonsi Bolaños. I'm going to say they expired yesterday. Okay. So that would be August 29th. Yes. Jason Stewart, you have a couple of dates? I yeah. have I have a... Uh, September fifth for me. September fifth. Mm. Um, do you want you want Lingard yeah. right now? Yeah. The twenty sixth of September. Twenty sixth of September. Ooh. Okay. John Ramos. John Ramos is the fifteenth of September. Okay. Fifteenth September fifteenth. One of you has gotten it correct on the head. Wow. And any of you. Who thought that I would eat a bag of month-old chips? <laughs> I cannot believe you. Well, I didn't say you eat them. I, I, I mean, I, doesn't mean that they I, weren't. Expired. I thought you could still hear part of the chip in my mouth. The date is September fifth, September twenty-sixth. Wow! Whoa. Uh, I think I just won the contest. <laughs> that is uh, Mike Lingard has has just won. You mean the one guy that had access to a flashlight? And the actual vending machine to <laughs> maybe take right. a look at the no, chips. You're exactly right. You know what it was? Was like, hey, Fred, can you do me a favor? Can you go check the vending machine and tell me what date these ruffles are? I was going to say, doesn't he do the ordering? If he, do- if he doesn't, he's like one degree of separation. Yeah, he doesn't do the order. He's Here he storming comes. down the hallway. Oh. I just saw him. Here he comes. Here, here. Storming very slowly. If you're just joining us. We had a contest on guessing the date that my chips expired. The last time I think we were all together in studio, I bought a bag and it was like on that day. Yeah. So I had to eat them in four hours. It's a good thing there's only eight chips in those packages. Uh, here he is. Uh, wait, turn on your mic. There you are. You're good to go. Now, you can't hear Monty and Jason, but you can hear me and Aaron. Here's Big Mike. Yeah, that is uh, uh, your accusations are completely unfounded. 
Wow. And uh, I, uh, I in fact, did not need a flashlight. <laughs> it, was, it was too, like, what he should have done is done September 25th. Then we Just definitely, right. were, yeah, I'd be like, hey, I was, I, I was the closest, though. Hey, hey. But like, I really thought you wouldn't know that I was, of course, <laughs> cheating. Of course, I was cheating. So it's like when you're cheating uh, off somebody in school, you can't, you know, you can't get a hundred. Can't have every same. Ex- you have to. You have to miss one or two. We used to play this game on Fox Sports Radio uh, back when I was doing the Jay Moore Show. John, the Jay Moore Sports. John was there, and we'd have to. You'd have to guess like five correct answers, and Jay would do all of his characters. And it was all just about to laugh and have a good time. And Big Mike would be like, no, I want to get five for five. Like He would take the game so seriously. So him actually cheating, which he just admitted to, I actually didn't think he cheated. I actually thought that he just got lucky because that seems to happen, but he did cheat. For, for the record, I get that way when we play easy as one, two, three. So, I mean, I can't blame <laughs> yeah. him for getting fired up. If I miss one, I'm, I'm oh, my day is ruined. I appreciate everybody who, uh, who tweeted in. And for those of you, Mike tweeted in March 14th. Like, what? 2023? <laughs> Come on, Mike. Give me some credit. You think I got to pay a buck 25 for something that's, you know, what? Gosh, five months old? My goodness. All right. The college football season is one week old. It's not even a one week old because it's week zero. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, start of week one. Utah, Florida, great game to start off the season. Last year's was awesome. Hopefully this year's is, is just as good. But it is a day, it is a week that is a different feeling than other years. And I think the college football season, Aaron, as we are live from the TireRack.com studios, has a weird feeling to it, but it's not for the obvious reason of the chaos that has gone on in realignment. I think one of the reasons is, and it is a bit realignment based, is it's the last hurrah. Yep. It's the last hurrah in a lot of these places. And so do you go out with a bang? Well, the Big 12 can't wait to kick out Texas and Oklahoma. Sure. Brett Yormark's comments uh, solidified that. I feel that the Pac-12 is probably the same, but we're not going to see it like this again. And it's not nostalgic. It's not you know, like that. That could be a part of it. That could be be a reason. There's another reason why I think that that may be more off in the distance, but I'm curious because you also, we I, I don't know what you're going to say, but Ooh. we both have said that, and we're both big college football fans, that that does have a different feel entering the 2023 campaign. Well, I do think it's a lot of what you said. Is it, I don't think people fully, first of all, I don't think people fully realize how different we're going to co- consume and cover college football a year from now. Like, we're not going to be talking about what's your four-team play. Like, like that's a conversation now. We're not going to be like, Dan, who you got in the 11 spot? You you, you got Iowa or you got, I, I don't know, Oregon. Uh, you know, they're, they're right outside the top. You know, like, so we're going to talk about the sport differently. What I do think feels different about this year, I think there's more uncertainty at the top which is what makes it feel so uncertain. Like, you're used to tuning in and Alabama's a juggernaut. They don't know who their quarterback is, and they're playing in, whatever, 72 hours. Georgia has a quarterback that nobody's really seen play, except for us at the national championship game because we were there, unfortunately, and he played as a backup. Um, well, I oh, left early, so oh, you probably saw him. I was probably gone because it uh, rained that night. I yeah. was, and we, we were in the last row of the press proceeding. But that's neither here nor there. We'll, we'll talk to people at SoFi later. In uh, Ohio State, I mean, you know, you're a Buckeye. We don't know much about the quarterback. They're kind of coming off back-to-back years where they haven't quite lived up to expectations. I know they almost beat George in the playoff. But, like, if even if Ohio State or Alabama was coming off the traditional season that we've come to expect and they had a new quarterback, 
it'd be different than us having other questions about them, but they also have the quarterback question. And then you have the teams at the top, like a Michigan that actually hasn't done it. So I think everybody, I think it feels weird because it really does feel like this is the first time in a while that it's like, if you don't think George is going to make history by three-peating, then there's probably five, six, seven teams that you can realistically say you think can win it. We are really close because I'm like right there with you. The difference that I feel, because it's about what one of the schools that you mentioned, it's about both of the schools. Georgia is the two-time defending national champion, does not carry the cachet of Alabama mm-hmm. as a defending national right. champion. And that, to me, is, it's no disrespect. Georgia will say, hey, that's fine. We'll win the next three. Sure. We'll win the you know, next four. You know, we'll have six in a row, whatever. That's totally fine. But as we stand right now, where it is, and where Nick Saban is, Nick Saban, the head coach at Alabama, if you know, there's a different head coach at Alabama in a decade, maybe it's a different feel. But because of his success, his tenure, what he's done, it is a different feel when Alabama is on top. Agreed. I don't know. And in other years, Aaron, I actually thought it was a bad thing. Sure. And now you come into this year and you're, and it's kind of like, yeah, a lot of feels like a lot of schools have a chance. Mm-hmm. Like even of that top five, you're wondering, all right. You know, I'm a Big Ten guy. Can Penn State make it in? Can Luke Fickle in his first year in Wisconsin, can they maybe make a, make a surge to get in? But it truly is because it's Georgia at the top after winning back-to-back national championships and not Alabama. That's the biggest deal for me. Yeah, I, I think in the past it's been a slam dunk of, like, it's this team, it's that team. I mean, even last year, Georgia was coming off the national championship, but if you remember – Alabama had the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Their two best wide receivers got hurt in the national championship game. You said, well, now Bryce Young's coming back with Will Anderson on the defense. Well, they're definitely the team to beat. And then every this year, it's a combination of teams that uh, the Alabamas and Ohio States, they have more questions than ever. But those teams that you think are possibly capable of replacing them, Michigan hasn't done it yet. They've won the Big Ten, but they haven't won in the playoff. Um you know, LSU, they had a nice run, but are they ready to take that next step? USC, they're fun, but we saw the defense last year. So you Clemson hasn't been on that level. that They, they haven't been on the level that they were on for about a five, six-year period with Deshaun Watson and uh, Trevor Lawrence. So that, to me, is really what I think it is, is that those two, three powers that for five, six, seven years you could count on, they're not there, but those other schools outside of Georgia really haven't stepped up and proven that they're actually capable of it. Well, they'll blow it in the eighth or ninth. That, <laughs> that seems to be the the common theme. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. We're in for Doug Gottlieb, live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, Monty, cheers for the Dodgers. Do you have a baseball team, Aaron? No, not really. I grew up a Red Sox fan, uh-huh. and I'm not a huge baseball guy. And uh, so, yeah, long story short, grew up with the Red Sox. Then it felt like kind of too cliche to be a Red Sox fan there for a while after they started winning. Um, And then I moved to L.A. I like going to Dodgers games, you know. And, um, yeah, that's a a long answer to, yeah, I basically have a team. But don't give him tickets to the Dodgers because he won't go. uh, She gave me them and I I didn't go. (laughs) More than once. It was the night. More than once. The second time I told you in advance. The first time I didn't tell her. At all. And it was the night Albert Pujols hit his 700th home run. It's apropos because the Angels haven't showed up in a month. That's that's that's, that's where we go with all of this. We'll get ticket drama uh, later on in the show. I don't get why, and maybe it's, I applauded the Angels for going for it. I applauded the Angels for saying, you know what, we're going to we're gonna try to do this. We don't know if we're going to have Shohei Otani. I applauded them. Like, as a, if I was an Angels fan, maybe I'm not loving giving up the prospects, but that's what you want your team to do. 
And now that they've fallen flat on on their face, and I want to bring in Jason Stewart and John Ramos because they are Dodger fans, and it seems like you guys have really enjoyed this fall, the, this fall from grace from the Angels as they now flounder. And I think it's more than just the bet. I feel it's more than just the bet that you have with Doug Gottlieb. Yeah, I think. I mean, Doug being a fan has a lot to do with us enjoying him. But I, I'm enjoying it a lot more than John is. John admittedly likes the Angels as his like second favorite team or something. I've always despised the Angels. I I grew up ten minutes from Anaheim Stadium. I know a lot of Angel fans. I've just never liked the way they ran their team. And when at the deadline, when you were saying I applaud them for going for it, I was saying, oh, good, they're going to do this. So when they fail, it's going to be easier to laugh at them harder. So, um, so that's where I'm at now, Dan. Yes. Uh, Thirty years from now, Brody uh, Brody's kids come to you and say, uh, Grandpa, you lived during Shohei Otani, um, greatest baseball player ever. Um, what happened? And you're like, yeah, the Angels, um, they had him. They never went to the playoffs. They also had a guy named Mike Trout. Oh, and when it came time to like maybe trade him because he wasn't coming back, they didn't get one thing in return. In fact, they gave away two of their three prospects that were worth anything to get uh, players that made them finish with the worst record in August. Um, you could tell that to your grandkids, Dan. <laughs> this is going to be me in 2053 uh, when my chips uh, expire, by the way, I think, in that year. the I, I just don't – and, John, I thought actually that you were piling on the Angels. Maybe no, you were just what, continuing the story of – Right. What, what I said was is I agreed with you. I give them a lot of credit for going for it. The problem that I saw was – I looked at the schedule at the at the trade yes. deadline. Aaron, this is one of John's big things. Okay. Yeah. I looked at their schedule. The next 25 games were brutal. They were brutal. And I said they'll be lucky if they go 10 and 15. Well, they went 7 and 15 or 7 and 17. <laughs> so I was two, that, two, if they two, had two, a better all. schedule after the after that trading deadline, they probably could have had a good chance to try to get back in because they were only three games out of that wild card spot. But man, that schedule was tough, man. They were playing the top teams in baseball and it showed. How like, much do you think, though, that they were it, you know, caught between a rock and a hard place? Aaron, I ask you this because you're impartial on this. Yeah. And because I, I, I feel like now, like I'm on the Angels side of things. How much is it that you don't know if you're going to have Otani? You have been playing good baseball leading up to the deadline. Like, I kind of – if they didn't do anything, they would have been roasted. Like, how much do you think that they were caught between a rock and a hard place in making the decision to actually do the multiple deals that they did? Well, I, I think also, like, the idea of not trading him or the idea of trading him, and and this goes back to a month ago or whatever, my, my stance was – I think you shouldn't trade them because, one, they were in the mix at the time. Now, to your point, they went above and beyond to try and make themselves more of a competitor. That didn't work out. But if you trade Shohei Otani, there's essentially 0% chance you're getting him back, where if you don't trade him, that chance is above zero. And he's a guy that's never been motivated by money, whatever. So I had no problem with him with them sticking with yeah, him. me either. And then I had no problem with, with them trying to get into the playoffs because at the time he didn't have the elbow injury. So you have a frontline starter. You have the best, you know, one of the best hitters in baseball. If you get in, anything can happen. I had no problem with it 
although obviously it did not work out. I do think it's a tip of the cap to John, though, just to be based in, in reality, and maybe that's where I'm in fantasy world. Maybe like like the Packers are trying to convince their fans, look what we're doing. I'm like, hey, look there, they're going after it. Hey, bring it in. To John's point, they had a murderer's row of what they were dealing with, so maybe the good baseball that they were playing – inflated by the opponents that they had to play leading up to that point when the schedule got a lot more difficult but uh yeah it is it has been listen we don't praise the angels a lot uh, if at all but there is the last 24 hours it's just been a it, it's been a parade a, a, a little the little league team is driven over the angels <laughs> that one that one world series everybody is just running over this team crazy infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring a performance by john batiste the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 is an suv designed to help every passenger feel just right be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com don't miss it 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.